Podcasten mit Tom Reimann und David Bell. I'm just wiped out because of cat stuff. Because uh, this kitten spent the entire night meowing as loud as it could. Uh, we had it in our bedroom, and then we nearly had a nervous breakdown. It's like it's the it's the water torture, you know, where it's like drip, 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 like yeah. meow, meow, meow mm-hmm. at that rate for seven hours. And so we moved it into the uh, we moved it into the goddamn office where I now am. So apologies if a cat starts meowing. I'm sure our listeners would be delighted. Uh, but uh, yeah, everything's calm now. So it's like a weight off. The cats are getting <laughs> along. The cat, they're all sleeping. Everything, everything is okay. But yes, oh, I did not get the optimal amount of sleep. <laughs> yep. They've right. negoti- they negotiated story. a ceasefire. <laughs> I really did it to myself because it was like, okay, I'm wrapping up a three hour long some more news episode got uh, a bed being delivered tomorrow what else do i need on my plate mm-hmm. oh a stray cat let's just grab that throw it into the mix yeah. so like there's no one else i can blame but me just let's just abduct this street animal and tell it that it lives here now exactly it's believing us slowly it really is like a cult where you're just like you will love being here and eventually it will yeah eventually they just give in Yep. Can I what see else my old family? Do? I'm yeah, afraid exactly. that won't be possible. Yeah. What? It can't see its old family. That's key to it. Yeah. It's I don't know if that's true. Ties. It's got a spider brain, so I think it'll be fine. Hopefully. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Just, just tell it that its former family were all suppressive people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. I'm going to try that. Yeah. No, yeah. really Scientology, this cat. Yeah. But it's like, imagine being abducted by aliens. <laughs> Give it its Thetan and, readings or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Get an E-meter for the yeah. cat. Uh, no, it's weird because then Kitten is like my anti-hype man where she's just like behind me hissing all the time at it. Uh, or at least she was when it first got here. So it's like, imagine being like abducted by aliens and they keep you in a cage and then there's just like some surly Boston dude on the ship who just seems to also live there like mm-hmm. that's what it feels like right mm-hmm. it's yeah. just like there's also just this dude who wants to fight her or, or it i don't know i i can't i can't check it for balls yet so i have no idea what we're dealing with here if it's a he or a she hmm. also are you playing stray i'm about to after this so it's it, going to observe a depiction of a world with no humans and just yeah. cats, and it's going to wa- think like, "Why not me? Why? I why don't not understand. me? Yeah. Why does this guy have to be in here?" I it can also accelerate ex- this future. I can yeah. make this future happen more quickly. Yeah, it also looks exactly like that cat. Nice. Yeah. Is this the podcast? I think so. Hello, everyone. Hello. Another episode of Hypecast. 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 It Hypecast. is the show where we get hyped about stuff and things. I'm your co-host Tom Ryman. I'm your other co-host, David Bell. I would have said funnier stuff if I knew it was the podcast. It's Michael. Hi, Michael. I don't know. I, listen, I don't... listen, we can cut around it. We can add in <laughs> jokes. We can sweeten it up. We can sweeten oh, it great. with jokes. Yeah, okay. I also At think... At the end, keep rolling, and I'll just say some jokes that work in all situations, and you can pepper them in. <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, beautiful. Great. Yeah. I also... I don't know. 
I think we can have all sorts of energy because hype transcends mood. If you ask me, uh, you know, like I'm, I can be low energy, but still high hype is what it's I'm not saying. High, it's not short for hyper. I don't think so. Okay. I mean, maybe it is. I'm What's just saying hyphy? hype. Hype to me is like a train, right? Mm-hmm. It can go at any speed, but it'll never stop. Even slow. It has a lot of impetus. It has a lot of inertia. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I see. Okay. That's my hype slow, philosophy. Hype. Great. Yeah. <laughs> well, then yeah. you came to the right dude. <laughs> Michael, we got, welcome. We're on, we're on the sleeper Thank hype. You. Thanks for having me. No, I'm actually incredibly legitimately hype about yeah. no less than two to three of the trailers nice. we have going on today. Yeah. That's pretty that's good. More that's more than usual for me, yeah. That's I'm good news. It's solid yeah. news. Mike, I enjoyed your Braid podcast, even though I haven't played that game. It's a good uh, game. Yeah. And uh, it's too hard. <laughs> it's too hard, though. It makes it you think is. of time in a way that then you can't not think of it that way. And right. Stuff starts then not I, making sense. I watched all of Cody's fake walkthroughs for his fake his gamer video guys. games, right? Yeah. Yeah. Then I watched him again so I could read the little chat window yeah. shit in the corner, right? Oh, man. Those are, those are from a while ago, right? I never saw them. 12 years now. 2010. Yeah, man, yeah. I remember those. <laughs> uh, yeah, I had never seen them. He sent me he sent me one that like isn't available online anymore, an exclusive because you have to you have to go on his YouTube page for people who want to watch these. Uh, you have to go on his YouTube, and uh, they're very funny. Yeah, it's good stuff. <laughs> his pre time machine noise, time machine content. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> There's lots to be hyped about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Perhaps. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, yes. We're doing all right. Perhaps I mean, even some of these out. producers. All right. Well, let's do it. Let's 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 climb aboard the hype train and let's yeah. let's get it going here. Let's let's, let's get um, our little hype pillows and our hype blankets. Uh, yeah. And nestle into the hype train. Hype nap. Uh, <laughs> and then goes the hype bell. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, big thank you to Hombre. Hum, thank you, Hombre. Thank you, thank you to Heathcliff's helping handfuls. Thank you so much. Thank you to the. Oh yeah, thank you to the conveniently placed self destruct button on the top of everybody's head. Thank, thank you. you, thank you to Samuel Beckett's Donuts and Mortgage Emporium. Mm, thank you, thank you to Snapper Car Punches God in the Dick. Thank, thank you. you so much. Thank you to At Nerd Numbers. Thank you. Thank you to Mike the Lurker. Thank you. Thank you to Dracula the Bus Driving Vampire. Mm, honk honk. Thank you to Brockway Loves the Meat Millie. Ah, he sure does. Thank you to David Knife Boot Henson. Thank oh, you. Oh, man. All right, let me jump in here. Thank you to Grumblebee. Thank you. Thank you to Screaming Horse Pyramid. Thank you. Thank you to Look Mom on a podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you to Seismic Charge Noise. Wham. Thank you to nice. Deborah's Awesome Barber's Great and Cancer Can Go to Hell. Thank you. Thank you to Numino Ultra Microscopic Silico Volcano Coniosis Anti-Disestablishmentarianism Jones. Oh, yeah. Thank you to the baby from Eraserhead. Thank you. Thank you to Chiz Lily Tits. Chiz. Thank you to these seven bees. Thank you. And thank you to Breezy Ruizy. Thank you. Oh, man. Man, what what a way to begin this week of hype uh, than with a minute and a half long teaser trailer of the new Halloween movie. Woo. Yeah, Halloween ends. This teaser... This I I maybe this was just where I like I was tired or something. It passed right through me. It's it's so it's Jamie it's Lee Curtis. It's nothing. It's, <laughs> it's her fighting with with um 
uh, uh, Michael Myers, right? That's the mm-hmm. teaser. Hyper yeah. hypers, yeah. Yeah. It sounded like okay. you couldn't remember his name for a second, so I wasn't sure. Like, <laughs> it's like is that is that? It sounded like you're about to ask me. Is that right? Is that his name? Is that what he's called? Right. No, my brain just stalled Halloween for a second. Halloween with Steve Zissou, right? If I remember. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I man. Art Vandelay. <laughs> so everybody knows where me and Tom stand on the Halloweens. Yeah. The sure. new ones. Yeah. I'm curious, Mike. What? Where? Where do you stand on these? Have you even? Have you watched them? I've watched a handful of them here and there. Um, of course, I've seen the original Halloween, and I don't even like that that much. Hype! Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm pretty. I'm pro Carpenter, and I don't. I just don't give a shit about Halloween. I just don't care. Um, I love it's a fair, the fair thing. Take. I love they live. I love you know escape. Uh, Halloween never grabbed me. I don't know why. I do like the song. It's a good you song. Can, oh yeah, I'm sure you can appreciate what Halloween the original was at the time because it is very special. Launched Have that you entire seen slasher genre for sure? Yeah. But. Did you see these new ones? Because I, I was also uh, alluding to the fact that Only both me and Tom. I don't want to speak with you mm-hmm. for you, Tom. We did not care for these new versions. No. So no, far. this is not one of the ones that I'm jazzed about. This is not one of the three. <laughs> this is not, yeah. not. This isn't the one that punched your ticket on the old hype train. No, I have no strong no. opinion about this. Hi, hi. <laughs> fan of you know the, the talent yeah. involved. I think it looks competent, but given the track record, I've always been like mm, eh, about these every time this they is, dropped. Yeah, that that new one. The first time it came out, I think it was the saddest I felt since Jurassic World about my expectations. Because I hyped myself for Jurassic World at the last minute to try to like it, and I did mm-hmm. not. And that we don't, you know, that th- I've talked about that already. But this was the same thing. Only I loved the trailer for the the first one that that they did. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it was looked a so trailer. fucking. I was so excited because I I thought this was going to be my jam, and like it just did and not. And it does on a textural click. level look good it looks good yeah like they he, do uh, zombie can do that <laughs> yeah they do look good but yeah, yeah so far the first one and the second one are i man they did not agree with me not offensively <laughs> so they just completely passed through me like you said yeah i yeah. mean we we did a review right and there was yeah. a lot wrong with them that we could kind of point <laughs> out how you hung up yeah sure but it just like it they they looked so good the trailer of the first one looks so good. And I don't know if people like these, then good for them, I guess, because they're not hurting anybody. Right. Uh, well, it's called Halloween ends. I assume that means. But then in there, it says until, this is the end of their saga. So is that just yeah. the end of the of that yeah. bloodline? It'll be like this. It'll be like the third time they've ended it. OK, so yeah, that's the thing. I here's here's I wanted to get this out real quick. Uh, yeah, the, the top comment underneath this trailer on YouTube is somebody saying, oh, look, they brought back the uh, garbage disposal scene from H2O. I can't wait to see this. And that's like perfectly encapsulates these movies for me. (laughs) Uh, Because all they're doing is like, like the first one, like completely rips off a scene from Halloween H2O, which isn't even the good Halloween movie. So it's like, I mean, I I know, I know how you feel about it, Dave. Uh, It's just like this, this series more than, the Jurassic World series two to a degree, uh, so it, it's it's fortuitous for me that you brought that up. But this these new Halloween movies for me are like the epitome of 
of like the Harry Potter thing where you're just like, I beg of you, please read any other book. Right. You know what I mean? It's like when you see the some of the reactions to these new ones, it's like, God, please watch some movies that weren't made six years ago. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I know movies what you mean. movies weren't invented in twenty eleven. Please watch something from before then. Right. Just, they're so derivative, but they're so derivative of, of I don't know. It's they're derivative in a way that makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> so. I don't So I think when it comes to horror stuff, I'm a bit I, I think I'm a big advocate for tacking on sequels as opposed to reinventing yeah. the this thing. And, and so like for example, like I didn't really care for the new Scream, but if you're going to do something with Scream, that's, I'd say, what you do. You just make more. You don't say, you don't try to do, like, the soft reboot. And, uh, like, it's like you're saying is that it they kind of have done all the things before. And to clarify on Halloween H2O, it's not a perfect movie, but I think Halloween H2O is an extremely good ending for Halloween. And I think they it should have ended there. And I kind of, in my heart consider that to be the ending sure it's 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 not perfect again it's of its time it has you know it, of course every horror movie is of its time to an extent including yeah, lots, this one lots of thumb rings as i recall yeah like the, yeah that was it's, that it's, was the time that it was the from. 2000s right it's like almost it's no, it maybe, was like 98 yeah i was gonna say it i i know it's introducing josh hartnett that's what it's doing uh say that it's name his again? first film Josh Hartnett. Okay, you really sound like you said Josh Hartnett. I probably had a little schmegma in my mouth. It's fine. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, it's of its time. But I really like where it ended with that. And then, of course, they had to keep making more. Yeah, they and, immediately and made a sequel that undid it. So it's like right. This like Halloween, I think in particular, is one of the worst about that. Like yes. in terms of a franchise, yeah. H two O was probably the. F- first time it was like we're we're concluding it though right it's just that there's there's a certain now part two. Oh yeah you're right there's just a certain amount of cynicism now where it's like i don't whenever they're like the the conclusion and um, i think i don't believe you mm-hmm. i just don't believe you with because almost like, any franchise yeah yeah if yeah. if a franchise did legitimately say this is it we're doing the definitive ending uh uh, that would be great. I just don't believe them. So, like, that's what was so, you know, and I think Halloween H2O was, like, where my cynicism came from with that, where it was like, oh, what a good ending. And then mm. they're like, but wait, here's another one. And it's like, ah, you just, because they don't understand that, like, when something does well because it's supposed to be the last one, that doesn't mean you should make more. Make it another yeah. last one. It's it's like when the crowd goes wild yeah. for an encore, the band doesn't go, oh, we should play for another two gotta, hours. You know what we should it's do like, is encore till that stops happening and only then stop doing encores. Exactly. Yeah. You don't wait should, for that point. We should encore until everybody is gone. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, that's what this feels like to me, is that it seemed like a cool little addition. Like Again, the only thing that, to me saved it when it first was coming out was like this looks cool like that oneer that they had mm-hmm. in the tr- first trailer mm-hmm. but then it ended up yeah not being not really being yeah, that great just kind of a big piece of shit halloween kills was worse um, yeah. and this will probably be even worse so halloween kills there we was go. halloween kills was like holy shit that was my like a, expectation that was, yeah that it, was surprisingly it, bad it really does to me follow the jurassic world thing where it's it's like kind of trying to imitate 
it the originals but not quite understanding how to do that and then much like jurassic world the sequel was like i did not expect it to be that fucking bat shit (laughs) (laughs) my goodness what a weird what a weird decision to make what a weird movie (laughs) yeah all right I guess uh, we can. I guess we can move on. That, this yeah, co- we can the, move the, on. the only other thing I had to say is this comes out in October, which I thought was fast. Yeah, I mean, it's been they've been talking about it for a while, right? And, so, and I guess I guess it's just because the first one got de- the, that's right. The first one got delayed like a year because uh, yeah, of the the pandemic. I was gonna say. Remember, we're all used to now. We we forgot what it's like for like a trailer to come out and then the movie to come out that year. <laughs> to, to clarify, I meant the first <laughs> sequel, Halloween Kills, was delayed by a year. Right. Right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so it's kind of nice. It's nice seeing trailers and then knowing you're going to see it. And soon. then the movie oh, yeah. comes out. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh boy!" And yeah. yet we're still in the legacy of uh, more things direct to streaming than ever before, which is kind of a nice situation. Yeah, I mean, if it didn't come with the horrible, debilitating global pandemic that it's attached to, right? But mm-hmm. since we have to have that, it's nice that I get to watch. Films like Secret Headquarters immediately without having to go to the theater. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's the man. next trailer. Mm. <laughs> this is this is 2003, right? It's not just it's not just the look, but it's Owen Wilson. It's well, like, oh, yeah. this is the the days of I Spy. Yeah, you mentioned uh, of its time, and I think a recurring thing on these trailers is where as we live more and more in the multiverse, meaning like, and as we specifically people our age, age, I think there's a couple other new, you have to get some distance from like an artistic movement before it becomes crystallized. And we've just gotten old enough that the nineties and early two thousands to 2010s have like a crystallized look and feel that is in the past now. Yep. And I think repeatedly on this docket, we see, that uh, people are totally accepting of, and a lot of movies now just pick a time. Like, they're like, so our movie is blah, 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 and it's about this, and it's going to have these actors. Oh, yeah, and it's like an 80s movie. Or, oh, yeah, and it's like a 2005, you know, superhero movie. And we can nail that. So there's a bunch of different movies here that are in different time periods. And this one's funny because it's like, We've done super the superhero thing long enough now that this is nostalgic for the beginning of that, and we're still in it. Like we're not out of that yet, but it feels like oh, quaint, early, old-fashioned superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. So it it so for people who haven't seen the trailer, it's about oh, it's a kids movie. Is Owen Wilson right. is a dad who has to leave, and his kid throws a party and learns that he's a secret superhero, and then they take all his tech, they bring it out, and they. And they play with it, and then of course the evil villain finds them, and yeah. like the villainous Michael Pena shows Pena, up. <laughs> Michael Pena, the villain. Yeah. Uh, and then it the the look, the feel, everything feels like fucking Spy Kids era, like extremely. Yeah. This it's a real it's a real drill bit Taylor energy. Yeah. <laughs> from, uh, sure. From Owen Wilson. And I guess what what I realized, I, I I've been realizing. We've talked about this. Is just it's it's like it's it, the early 2000s has as much right as any era to have nostalgia around it, it. Yeah, sure. sure yeah and that's what that's what like this obi-wan series like the, you know the sam Raimi spider-mans and a lot of what people are liking not all of it i would argue but a lot of it is the good stuff from that era uh lord of the rings is coming back you know um and it's just I'm I'm just trying to learn to accept that fact. Well, I uh, don't know, man. I'm I do and I don't. Well, I'll just say that 
you there are eras that to me seem objectively <laughs> to have more artistic merit or finesse than other eras and i feel like nostalgia whatever whatever time you were 10 years old you're fucked on that right you're gonna love that and stuff that feels and looks like that will exactly be you don't have a way choice that a morphine drip is comforting but other than that I do think you can compare and contrast different eras and go like film was really crackling at this point. Of and course, kind yeah. of had a weak spot here, and uh, but nothing negates. It's like if you find out, oh, oh, you were ten in the forties. Well, then you love Fatty Arbuckle and shit. Like I understand that, you know? <laughs> right? It's whatever it's, it's, it is. It's I think... basically well. Oh, sorry. I was gonna. gonna I was just gonna piggyback off of what Michael was saying. I do legitimately think, and it's not me being crotchety because I was a pretty. I was a still like a teenager and then a young adult in in the 2000s but i legitimately think post 911 filmmaking specifically for like that middle section of the aughts is really really bad yes i would agree i also have nostalgia because i worked at a movie theater i was in my 20s i was healthier i was more alive you know i was filled <laughs> with hope so like when i look at fucking you know uh, like like 2002 to like 2006 7 real yeah. bad <laughs> Right, I would but when say I music back, too. It was just a rough time for art. We didn't know what to do with ourselves for the most part. Yeah, it's very we were, extremely true. Yeah, yeah. Something something extremely <laughs> bad had happened in America, and we didn't know how to deal with that. Yeah, we lost our um, minds. <laughs> yeah, and I would argue we had we never quite I don't think we ever really recovered. It. No. Yeah, <laughs> but like, it, it is weird to have nostalgia for like Dreamcatcher and be like, ah, those were the days. <laughs> right. Uh, but like, out of that, there were good things. I think it's it's goes beyond though being born that time because like i i always have the same memory of my friend who is like a much older punk when guitar hero came out and like we were all like playing journey and we were like yeah and my friend who had lived through journey was like this sucks i hate this so like it's and we hadn't lived through journey songs Right, we just had discovered it and oh, decided we all loved it. In the PlayStation game Journey, you mean no, the music no. of Journey? Yeah, the, in the, Guitar the Hero. Band, it, yeah, yes. exactly. Like Guitar Hero had a lot of like seventies or earlier shit yeah, that wasn't like, our I, generation. Like, I hate seeing but this it, regurgitated in this way. Exactly, and yeah. I think that shit's gonna happen. Like when I was in high school, you know, like, uh, but obviously when you get older, you get you pick your battles and stuff. So like. You know, it, it's just like like if new metal coming back would really piss me off, right? Like that would drive me <laughs> nuts because I'm just would be sitting here like this is not good, it's bad, and all the kids would be like celebrating it, and it's and like that's such it. a bummer. We ended it. We were done with this. Yeah, <laughs> but it really is that idea that like it's not even just nostalgia. It's like things that if you just weren't there for it, and you're looking at it in a vacuum now, you might find a new appreciation for, and maybe maybe that's okay you know i've been seeing some tweets about slipknot recently and it's like oh shit are we gonna appreciate slipknot suddenly again sure, case, it's the whole kate bush thing people genuinely thinking that running up that hill just came out and right. you're like oh that's cute oh i'm old oh this is what it is to be old enough that this is a what new it is generation yeah that's yeah, what that it's, the, like. it's the equivalent of <laughs> hearing fortunate son in a vietnam movie and parents being like this isn't accurate you know like this isn't we weren't you know like uh, that like that's like that ccr was wasn't like track of that summer yeah yeah it wasn't a hit in nam it's what now i love we just, is yeah. how inaccurate it gets over time to the point that 
you know, because these things collapse and history has to become a more and more simplified, streamlined story for you to hold it all in your head. Mm -hmm. So there will come a time in the future where you're like, uh, yeah, Vietnam, you know, Hey Ya was playing and they were shooting, <laughs> you know, whatever, yeah. like that yeah, era. It, it, and events, you just mean the late 20th century generally, yeah. Events yeah. become compressed, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. uh, yeah. But back to this trailer, I mean, speaking this Speaking of compressing events. Uh, speaking of compressing events, yeah. Back to this trailer for Secret Headquarters, I mean, it looks fine. It looks yeah, like I'm a, down. It looks I like a kid's movie. I don't oh, think this, I don't think it's yeah. recreating the look of the early 2000s. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I don't know if it'll be as good as Spy Kids, which is actually genuinely good. Um, I love Spy Kids. Yeah, yeah, but we'll see. It's yeah, could be. <laughs> could be. Yeah, I mean, it, I'm it sure it'll be. Probably fine. won't be, but uh, yeah, it might still be fine. It's just amazing that they even got Owen Wilson because it's like, uh, like I like Owen Wilson, but I was thinking about that too. Is like, imagine watching Stranger Things and being like an adult who like when you were a teen couldn't stand like Sean Austin or something. And then it's like, ah, fuck, he's back. There he is. Yeah. Um, so like Owen Wilson, can't get rid of him. kind of Owen Wilson. Get out of here, and now it's like, here he is. Uh, but I'm, yeah, I'm actually delighted by this stupid trailer. Sure. Uh, do we want to move on or do we want to just keep talking about nostalgia? No, let's move on. Okay. The next one is for I the mean, girl in the mirror. Moving on. We are going to, it's, they're both the same thing. <laughs> we will sure. we will move There's, on and continue even, to discuss nostalgia that, that's yeah, not that's our fair. last wilson yeah we got miles to go before we sleep yeah we do have another wilson um this is the girl in the mirror and i okay it this is um not this is a foreign language right mm -hmm. and it's about a bus accident and a woman who gets amnesia yeah it looks like she starts seeing weird things after she's in the accident oh yeah okay so this looks awesome, I think, because what I think we're seeing, I think, is an unconventional depiction of ghosts. That's what I think this is happening, but I might be wrong because they add the amnesia in, so it might be some brain brain issues. Yeah. Right? Um, but sort of like last night in Soho, like a very stylish interpretation of just what it would be like to be haunted. Yeah, I think so. Or like, um, like fucking personal shopper, or where it's like... Yeah, where it's like doing ghost stories, but it's just it's more complex than trying to be fresh with a ghost story. That's, fresh yeah. imagery. Yeah. That's that's it's interesting. I didn't I didn't take ghosts away from this trailer, but now you're that probably you, now that well now that you say it, I see how it could be. Yeah, I, I know that they're kind of focusing more on like some psychological stuff, but there's just like a few shots where a guy is like looking at this like glimmery light and stuff like that, where it's like Oh, is this supposed to be like a more abstract version of ghosts? You know, no. I thought it was unbreakable. I thought it was a dark superhero fantasy oh. and, and that, that she's going to be special girl and have some kind of powers. But the title card, uh, the girl in the mirror with the fog and it's written in, you know, finger fingy. That seems pretty <laughs> ghost. Fingy to me. type. In fact, yeah. if you look carefully, you see the silhouette of a what looks like a ghost drifting across the mirror. And there's like mm. moving, yeah, there's like poltergeist looking stuff in the trailer. This is all to say that this is a very effective trailer, considering uh, that yeah, we have and, no but idea. But not definitive. So yeah, we're not right. Dumb. Like, it's not very clear about what it's about. Yes, <laughs> it is it is intentionally vague. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but it does makes look, me want to yeah, see it. It does look compelling and it's coming to Netflix, so I won't even have to work that hard to watch it. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, I'm super into this, I think. I, I think I really want to watch this. Uh it just looks 
kind of pretty and Bleak, somber elegant and the vibes yeah, yeah and the like vibes are really fucking weird horror movie yeah, it, I, I assume it's a horror movie and not a drama. It's presented like a horror, but it's like kind of horror drama, right? But like uh, sad I, horror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I def see, I definitely got more drama vibe from it. But like, yeah. I don't yeah. know, supernatural well, drama more than horror. Yeah, Mike, have you seen Personal Shopper? No, the touch point for me is it really feels like the orphanage. If you've ever seen that, yeah, yes, it's another I, bleak I, where you're like. Well, it is horrifying, but it's just a sad story of some bad things that happened <laughs> that are right. supernatural more than it is a horror movie. Do you, which are you, I guess my question, because it just occurred to me, you might like that movie. Okay. Do you, would you out. be interested in a horror movie that's more of like kind of a drama and a little sad? Yeah, I like is sad that something that, stuff. Definitely. You do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then you <laughs> might want to check out. I am sad boy. I am Personal Shopper boy. is very unique film, and okay. so you might want to check that out. She yep. does and say we're invincible, and what's happening to us are side effects of what was inevitable. I don't know. I think it's a superhero thing, but I could be wrong. It'll be interesting to find out. For free. yeah, I have no, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, well, the next trailer is called "Look Both Ways." Sliding doors, baby. Yep. It's it's sliding doors without nuance. Although I, for the record, I haven't seen sliding doors. But what I sliding doors was like, what if this small thing changes in your life? This is like, ooh, what if a giant thing changes in your life? Yeah. Do you ever think about how your life would be completely different? And right. Like, yeah. This is, this is like the most inelegant thought experiment. Surprise, yeah. surprise, your life would be very different if it was very different. And, yeah. yeah. And we're not going to judge which is better. We're just going to say both branches are good I, we're not going to yeah. tell you what to do with your life and it's like then what are we doing what was yeah. this? Right. this this, I, this movie looks very bad yeah yeah i i really i so even if it would make the movie better i don't want them to judge because that could get them into trouble considering what this is about yes this That's is about a I'm young saying. woman you can't who gets yeah who gets pregnant mm-hmm. in or doesn't get pregnant. Or doesn't. That's the sliding door. <laughs> yeah. So that's the subtle difference yeah. of things. She either gets pregnant or doesn't. And if she doesn't, she moves to LA and starts a career. If she gets pregnant, she stays home and starts a family. And there's a couple, I have a couple issues with that, which is the idea that one, a woman has to choose between those two right. paths. Like that, that is a false dichotomy, right? Like that is. And if, is if this you're with like the right person, Netflix you can fucking where you plug it in and you choose. Is it no, like I, Jabberwocky? That would be that amazing. Would be phenomenal. Yeah. Wow. I hope not. If it is, they do not make that clear in this trailer. But no. boy, I hope that's not it's, the case. Yeah, it's a split screen. It's a goofus and gallant, but both are valid. Yeah, <laughs> like but it's, it doesn't work. That's the thing is trying to make both valid because it doesn't want to weigh in. It doesn't want to say, ladies. You shouldn't start a career. You should just have you babies, should be a mother. ladies. Or, yeah. And they don't. They also don't want to say like, yeah, just abort the thing. Your life will be better. Well, it's, they don't want to weigh like, in. What is the and that is that is the point of this narrative device, right? Is to like right. you. Well, how it's. I, I mean, it's been done countless times. Um, but yeah, it's like seeing how your life, life could yeah. have been different, and then it's sort of the arc usually is something along the lines of like redefining what's important to you or like you realizing know realizing it's a false dichotomy and transcending that something right like that. yeah i was about to something. say if if this if this movie if if this movie wants me to apologize to it um 
I want to find out that in both timelines, they both end up having a career in kids. Well, if the if it's sure. the realization is like, oh, we can all just get to where we want. It, we just might take different paths. No, if that's I the if that's that, the premise, I believe that you see the emotional culmination in the trailer. Like I think they reveal it, which is yeah. her looking in the mirror, having a moment of reflection about how her life could be different, and you'll see both of them ba- back and forth, cutting back and forth. Both are real, but in, in the mirror and not in the mirror. And it's like, yeah, no matter what path you take, you have moments where you wonder if you could have taken the other path but that doesn't negate that you are where you are and that's all right. well and good and it's like you're not saying anything that's mm-hmm. nothing yeah um, it's, it's nothing. nothing there's literally parts <laughs> in this trailer where she says oh i wonder what would have happened if i went to la like there's literally lines like and that and it's like holy and she's shit like, here i am in la i'm in la because i came to la yeah <laughs> like, all right yeah. one i have one other way this could movie could turn out that i'll apologize to it uh-huh. if she has to fight herself at the end yeah, if a rift opens, life, like gently in the one. Yeah, yeah. I Those just want to point out that this has a recurring thing where she looks at herself through the mirror, and this should be called the girl in the mirror. And the other one is about seeing multiple ways, and it should be called look both ways because you're looking you're, in two ways. <laughs> you're absolutely right. That's that all. is that they should. <laughs> and they, are these both Netflix? No one. Yeah, they're both Netflix. They're both Netflix. So yeah. someone call Netflix and tell them and tell them They've that they fucked up. They've mislabeled these films. Yeah, they should <laughs> and they will change the title. Although I, yeah. I, I'll, I'll, the girl in the mirror looks like it was a foreign language film that was purchased by Netflix. Well, mm. whereas Look Both Ways looks like a film that was produced by Netflix. Right. It is the two paths of Netflix. Yeah, they're, exactly. You know, yeah, we're looking both ways. We're looking both ways. Wow, it's a sliding doors in and of itself. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, this looks, it might be fun for a laugh, but it looks extremely I just, unsubtle. Well, it's just, the trailer, the, the, the movies, I, just the, the, I think, I feel like the movies, upset. yeah, I feel like the movie's biggest crime, or at least this trailer's biggest crime is that it, we, uh, we've, we've touched on it, but like, it doesn't make, it just makes both lives look great. So it's like, yes. what is the point to of not this story? Yeah, I, I, I would say the deeper problem I still have is um, presenting, because the point, the only point you can get from this is to present these two lives as a choice. Yes. As a one or the other. Whereas Sliding Doors was simply, what if you missed your fucking subway? Right. How much, how much would your day change? It was more butterfly it's a, it's, effect, yeah. Yeah, it's Run, Lola, Run, it's all that, where it was like a thought experiment, more sci-fi but this is like the statement that it's accidentally making is that you can't women have to choose. And that really bothers me mm-hmm. uh, as just a fundamental like it's fundamentally flawed in its premise for that reason, unless that's the point of the movie. So I don't know, man. I doubt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's I doubt it sorry. passes. that. No, test. I. Yeah, yeah, I highly doubt not. it. But... Probably not. It's yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What if we this... look up who made it and it's like Charlie Kaufman? This is a confounding it's like, wait a second trailer. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked up. I usually look up who made things, but I haven't because I'm trying to keep an eye on the very tense cat situation. Um, sure. But I'm gonna I'm gonna look it up now while we move up on to the next. Okay, trailer. sure. Yeah, the next trailer oh, is is what what Dave. Oh, I, I didn't want to push us along. I always feel rude. 
Oh. Feel rude. Also, uh, I looked it up. I, I don't recognize who made this. So sure. Next trailer, The Patient. Yeah. I don't think we're being pushed <laughs> along. I think we're being pulled by the chance to see Steve Carell taken hostage and uh, presumably tortured. That has like a gravity to it. I want to get yeah. to that. I'm excited this, about this. Me too. This The trailer was really good. The way they do the reveal. Because yeah. th- what it is is uh, Steve Carell is like the therapist of a kid. And you're like, uh, oh, okay. Donald Gleason. Of Donald Gleason, yep. You guys hear a cat because there's a cat meowing, um, and then and then you re- they reveal that like Donald Gleason is clearly a serial killer, and you're like, oh, that's like it's like Sopranos, fun dynamic, mm-hmm. and then they reveal, oh, he's also chained up and captured by this serial killer. Yeah. So basically, the serial killer kidnapped a therapist to ask the therapist what his problem therapist. is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cure me while I have you chained up. You cure me now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that it's Steve Carell, who is very good at roles like this, I would argue, um, and it makes me pretty excited. I would also argue that FX actually low-key has a very coherent brand and artistic vision, and it pairs well with this premise. I can usually tell when an FX thing plus the premise is going to work for me, and this really works for me. (laughs) And um, I left this note, and I want to reveal because I looked it up. This is not a movie, which made me nervous, but it is a miniseries. Yeah. So, because right. you, you look enough. at this and you're like, this has to end, right? Like, yes, of course. We can't be in season six of The Patient. So, yeah. Uh, these are I all mean, good things. Maybe you can't because you're afraid of imagination. That's fair. <laughs> it's like Lost, where it just goes off the rails. Also, David Allen Greer's in this. Okay. Was he in the trailer? I don't he's, remember he's him in the trailer, but. Yeah, I'm just happy to see that name. Sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. It, def- it also gives me um, Prisoner's Vibes, which is high praise. Hopefully yes. it can live up to that. It, yeah. It, it has kind of like the same color palette as Prisoner's. Yeah. yeah, overall, this just looks really fucking solid, right? You guys I, have I, a Will Ferrell, Paul Rudd one that's also about, I don't under, it's no, a premise that, that dances around the same area. No, I was one guy, or I don't know, I was going to ask you. <laughs> okay. Yeah, right the ser- serious yeah, therapist stuff. Yeah. Yeah. This is apparently from the writers <laughs> of The Americans, which I haven't seen, but I've actually heard that was quite good. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. This, this yeah, the, these are all people who've made very, like, a lot of TV shows and very serious stuff and very, you know, highly praised stuff. So, I mean, I'm into it, you yeah. know? But the Steve Carell, as much as I love him and think he's a tremendously talented actor with great range, I, I really love Foxcatcher and I really love The Way Way Back. Um, and what, I mean, you know. I need to rewatch Foxcatcher. <laughs> but my point no, is, but- it's not a seal of approval that I respect because then he also has like Welcome to Marwen and Noah's Ark and shit. Um, right. So you never know with Corell. Uh, I Evan don't know. Almighty. Evan, Evan Almighty. Evan Almighty, thank you. <laughs> it might as well be called Noah's Ark. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, that's the thing is, it's kind of the Jim Carrey thing, although I would argue Corell does it better than Jim Carrey, right? Jim Carrey has yes. done some good, serious performances for sure. Mm-hmm. But I've noticed with Jim Carrey, the issue is that he can't, like, he can be serious man, like in um, Eternal Sunshine. Right. But he can't really be a character and be serious and pull it off, I would argue. Um, but maybe I'm forgetting something. Uh, where Steve Carell, so broad and Depp-esque yeah, in a way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve Carell can kind of like leave his Steve Carellness and play a serious role, 
Mm-hmm. And it can be multiple type, like him in Foxcatcher, which mm. I boy, I need to watch that again. It's a good movie. He is incredible in that. Yeah, it's serious Gru, right? It's just yeah. the guy from. Well, that's the thing. It's, I mean, doing, it's, it's honestly, it's serious Michael Scott. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, there's a, there's several ever, Michael Scott scenes in Foxcatcher. Yeah, have you ever watched video of the original guy? Oh yeah, I've seen the yeah. documentary. Okay, the most shocking thing about the original guy. Is he is also serious, Michael Scott? Yeah, and, yeah, and that's what's amazing is that like Foxcatcher was perfect casting, wow. oddly enough. But um, yeah, this I don't know. This just looks fucking good. I just, mm. I know it's kind of gimmicky, but like, who gives a shit, right? Yeah, I hope it's as intense and brief as it seems to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, six episodes in and out. Yeah, it's ten, but uh, ten's fine. Uh, all right. It I know, I know. Six. We have to give it that. We have to be, yeah. to be patient. It's, the patient. It's so funny how like how we do this now, where it's like like Stranger Things, ten episodes, absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Even more, I could have taken more uh, because it's like fucking whatever. I'm just enjoying this. Whereas this, it's like oh, I want like four to six well, really you know, solid episodes. It's a totally different beast. You don't want to live yeah. in this world. You're not like no. what a comfort to fall asleep yeah. watching <laughs> The Patient. You know, it's a different yeah. Yeah, the, yeah. Pre- the the two premises are totally different too. Yeah, it's just funny how TV works like that now, where it's like, it's we we're so spoiled in a way where it's like TV series now can just last however fucking long we need them to. Well, I mean, that's uh, yeah. kind of the way. That's, like, isn't that the way British television does it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are we're bending and hybridizing more towards that model, but then we still get. I I am sick of the sheer number of mystery box shows that just crumble after one season and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Me don't, don't get renewed. Investment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We need to stop with that. We really um, need to quit that mystery box shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Another Netflix for net, uh, for their, our, uh, yep. Next trailer. Uncoupled. They're going down. This fighting. is, uh, <laughs> this is huh? Doogie Hauser. Yeah. Uh, playing a very, uh, playing a rich, a rich man who, uh, Broke up with a long long term boyfriend. No, 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 no. He and gets his... dumped by his long term boyfriend. So right, now, right, like right, the right. whole premise is like he's like uh uh he's like uh, he's like I'm a gay man in my fifties. It's like impossible for me to date, and so it's just right. a, a comedy based around that. And I actually th- thought this trailer was pretty funny. It should be noted this is a TV series, which I think actually oh. is good for it. Yeah, I think that's good for it, and I agree. This is pretty funny. I'm. It's the maker of Sex in the City. And okay. I'm just I'm just sick of really rich people in TV shows. Like <laughs> that's the thing is sure. uh, it's Sex in the City is especially that where it's like look at all these rich people yeah. in their then they're they're small their relationship problems right, and it's that's, like boy that, that is don't true. Care. The kind of life that they show uh, NPH living in this is like he might as well be a Martian. Like it's like so yeah. far removed from anything that I have any. Like he's in these fabulous condos, like in this he's incredible spa. Yeah, every, and every one of his friends is a millionaire too in this right. show. It seems. Yeah, and again, they said it's from the Sex in the City and Modern Family people, and I would o- argue. Both of those people, like those shows, do things like are that. like, yeah, yeah, yeah look at these myopic. extremely rich people and their little problems. And yeah. it's like, I don't know, man. Uh, it's fine. It's funny. You know, it's light. It's supposed to be. Yeah, I don't but care I, that I, much. I can't well, get new past. Wave, I'm super here for new wave queer rom-coms. Which oh, yes, yeah. definitely. Know, with, sure, with this, but, yeah. this and uh, bros. Bros looks yeah, great. I'm excited for bros, for sure. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. See, bros, I can relate to because it, it, they seem like more financially. Right. Yeah. He's a little more financially struggling. Uh, Finding out that it, yeah. but then Sex in the City was not my jam anyway, which I don't think anyone listening to this will be surprised to hear. So. I actually, so I watched a season of it and I actually liked it more than I thought I would because it's HBO, right? Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's always don't. that level of quality. There's at least a minimum quality bar, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so maybe I owe it another chance, but I'll just say I very much was definitely going to watch this when I thought it was a brisk 85-minute film, but I'm not going to invest yeah. in this as a show. It's just not up my alley, but I super appreciate that it exists. I think it looks pretty decent. Yeah, and I do like that, yeah, we're we're getting all these LGBTQ, like, like romantic com- where it's like some of the premises are very familiar from the nineties and it's like, yeah, let's yeah, fucking yeah. do it again. Let's do it again. Like, yeah, let's do exactly. it. Yeah. Let's, you know, this is great. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm real genuinely surprised to hear that it's a, a series because the way that it is shot, at least from what we see in the trailer, it's shot like a movie. Right. It really presents mm-hmm. itself as yeah. a movie. So that was, that was a real surprise for me. I'm still going to check it out. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. It, it could be really good. It's just, it's what it, these, I think, both as a movie, but more as a TV show, these premises are really bold. It's like you kind of, you, they can only be made by like the creator of Sex in the City. Because what the, the elevator pitch is, is it's just a guy struggling with romance in the big right. city. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. And so it's like, it's not Stranger Things. Like you have to have, be already established, have right? And be right. like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this interesting. Because it kind of lives and dies by like, what's the stories you know what's the little individual stories throughout yeah um i do think we get a lot of we do get a lot of shows that are made less on the premise and more on who's involved so like i can totally see a show about oh it's a guy trying to find love but the guy is neil patrick harris yeah that'll get picked up yeah and i also think (laughs) i also think that's it's worthy of that like i think of six feet under Mm -hmm. is an as a show that clearly just needed to exist but if you remember like the first season maybe even longer he's like talking to his dead dad and you you know they like had to sell them when they that, did right? those fake commercials for cement for like undertaker products it had a bunch right. of gimmicks baked into it that they stripped out when they're like you get it right we're just really good and they were like okay yeah you can just do a show because exactly. right. yeah. that's what I it guess felt like they just do it they had to like wave all this bullshit in front of us first to get us to watch it. And yeah. they're like, now that we have your attention, we're just going to tell a story about a family that will be more riveting than anything else you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, and it, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know, man. This might be really good. It's yeah. just hard to sell something like that. Yeah. I do uh, appreciate um, that you balance this out with maybe the most aggressively cis head depiction of yes. <laughs> the next one's like I, I was about to say I fuck oh, yeah. money, then yeah. I kill guys. Yeah. The next then I'm the next solve one is a, a show. <laughs> this is a show that it's like I, I see exactly how this got cream. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. American yeah. Gigolo <laughs> John Bernthal. Yeah. Uh, sorry, John Bernthal's fucking shirtless abs yeah hell yeah handlebar mustache oh who's man just... well, the first shot we see of him is him slicking his hair back with his handlebar mustache uh, i was like yes just boning his way through a murder mystery mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't so I fucking can't excited wait. for this a show. Bruckheimer murder mystery yeah. yeah 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 it's so this is so tv 
Oh, yeah. This is a showtime. It's so showtime. It, yeah, <laughs> Extremely it's so incredibly, showtime. It's a man has to solve murders. Who would have thought? Who? Wow, it's it's wild. They've yet to make a TV show about solving murders, you know? So, like, it's I really great to he, see that finally. Listen, man, they've yet, yet to make. Implicated <laughs> in a crime he didn't commit? Yeah. He, yeah. He, one of, one of his, uh, he's, he's, a, he's a gigolo. Uh, he, sure he, is. he is an escort and uh one of his clients uh dies uh, is in bed uh next to him dead and he gets thrown in jail for i think they say 15 years right and then he gets let out because they say we found out that there was a contract killer who killed like the cops solve it mm-hmm. some of it and then they're like uh enough to know that it wasn't they're him. like like he yeah, gets they're like, you're free yeah. and it seems like he's gonna solve it by fucking yes he's like i'm yes. going back to work and they're like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah go back to back. work yep. It's exactly so, like John Wick. The bad guys keep calling, and they're like, "But he's so good at fucking." Yeah, we're boned. Yeah, he's really. Oh good my at god! Fucking. Yeah. There should be a scene where they he, are boned. He he has to he has to break open a concrete floor and pull out a case full of dildos. Yeah, he has to. He just has to with his balls. puts a little puts a little deerstalker hat on his junk. <laughs> yeah, this is. Man, this I'm is like so Jack Reacher stuff. I'm so on board. I loved Jack yeah. Reacher. <laughs> I, ju- I so I put it on last night and I couldn't get into it because <laughs> there was a cat. There was a cat meowing and I was got distracted. But boy, what a show! The, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't have captions available, which is a mistake for something like Jack Reacher. I would argue. Does it not? Uh, but, I swear, I no, watched it, with captions on. That's I don't know. Surprising. It wasn't working for me. It was weird. Um, but yeah, that's like white tough guy with no <laughs> no adversity nothing yeah. nothing to overcome just rolls into town and and sherlock holmes everybody yeah, and way uh, to exoneration <laughs> yeah oh we're talking about jack reacher it's like yeah he punch oh. fucks his way to the solution <laughs> yeah and he's they hopefully do, they american jingolo a... follows a similar track yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's my favorite it's my all-time favorite thing that they do now which is trying to make someone sherlock holmes uh, it's so right. funny when it's done badly. Oh I, yeah, I, like I, uh, I can't fucking triple X. X. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It's my favorite thing when done badly, and I'm yeah. hoping. Yeah, I'm hoping he does like he he solves murders with his dick in this and I mean, does the I Sherlock love, Holmes thing. I get a lot of joy out of all the times they tried to do it with House, who of course was has always been Sherlock Holmes. But when you realize shit like. And I know it's an old ass show, but I watch it for comfort because it's that. Oh, era. I watch House for Comfort. Um, I watch House for Comfort. He plays an electric guitar instead of a violin because he's yep. cooler than Sherlock Holmes. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Just to show off some shame here, yeah. it took me like three seasons, and suddenly I was like, Holmes, oh, Sherlock House, Holmes. yeah, exactly. Holmes and House, yeah, Wilson, Watson, Wilson Watson. Okay, yeah, yeah. it's very cloying um, and sweaty. Hmm. Yes. House is, I I am I wa- I've watched lots of House. I've watched all of House. I will not say that House is a good show. No, I it just, goes off yeah. the rails. Man, the ending where they just go on a road trip across America on motorcycles yeah. after faking their deaths. Here's what I'll like, say: is I guess the I guess a happy ending. And that's Whatever. how House ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he meets, uh, do you remember the season with Hamilton? Hamilton's there. Oh yeah, yeah. He uh, meets Lin Manuel several times. He's a recurring yeah. character. Yeah. I would argue that season was really neat. Yeah, he yeah. raps. That was a good idea for a season, which is him realizing he's in that he's the problem. Detox, yeah. Yeah, where it's him accepting that he's actually the problem. Uh, that was that was nice, uh, because you know they've never done that with like Sherlock Holmes early. 
right. but we're talking about House right now. No, we're yeah. talking, uh, we're talking not about American Gigolo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, I mean, I like John Bernthal. Um, I like Mysteries. I, I fucking love John Bernthal. He's it's pretty great. I, I once said I would die for Patrick Wilson. I think I would die for um, uh, John Bernthal as well. Uh, which is weird because they neither of them are in like things that I love. I just they really I love their charisma and I want them to be in a buddy comedy together. Now that I say it, maybe Patrick Wilson shows up in American Gigolo. That'd be amazing. He's as a competing he, Gigolo, he, or he's the murderer. Hmm. Mm, he's murdering people with his dick, and yeah. at the end they just have a dick fight. I like, like they have to sword gigolo, fight with their dicks, where they have to like please a, a lineup of people as quickly as possible staring angrily at each other just yeah. like, I love it. seven <laughs> eight <laughs> um all right next trailer mm-hmm. i love my dad you really sequence these super intentionally i feel oh thank you, you i did not all, you got us all lubed up and now it's the Worst one for that. <laughs> I Here's love my dad. All right, so Patton Oswalt I do entering a romantic relationship with his son via the internet. It's pretty funny. Yeah, I will say I do. I do the cracked method mm-hmm. where you start with something to grab people, and then you end with like the one that you're like, "Hmm." Uh, I usually do that at least. I mm-hmm. don't always. Sorry. Gotcha. Oh, there um, is a method to it. There is. There's a nice. little method. Uh, yeah, this is Ben Oswald catfishing his son, yeah. who doesn't, who he has a falling out because he wants a better relationship with him, but it quickly becomes romantic, and he doesn't know how to stop, so he enters into a romantic catfishing relationship with his yeah. son, based on it's, a true story. It's like truth about cats and dogs style, yeah. you know, where he has a he has a, a someone else do the voice of this lady. It's this is one of those comedies where it's like, oh, of course, when Harry of met course. Harry Junior. Yeah, like it takes a lot of the elements of old comedies, makes a modern version of it based off things we all understand. Does, People yeah. getting into f- social media, problems with their own parents, catfishing. And tonally like, it feels like a meet the parents kind of, you know, aggressive cringe forward comedy as, right. it should, as I think it's fitting for the premise. Yeah, it, yeah, it all works. They, it could be good. They're doing a Yeah, they're doing a thing where every time they interact like virtually they like depict it in real life so mm-hmm. it's pat oswald kissing his son and right. stuff like that and it's like i don't know this i think this is a really again this is one of those premises where i saw it and i was like fucking of course like i wish it's 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 uh one of those like kind of wish you thought of it first but it's more of like a obviously this has this i mean is technically a premise we that's did gonna think get made. of it first if you'll check out the old cracked sketch uh Ooh. mistaken engagement where someone proposes to their or asks the father-in-law for permission, you know, for the daughter's hand in marriage, but through a misunderstanding <laughs> proposes to the father-in-law and then they get married. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nicely that done. <laughs> this will be much better. <laughs> I never saw that sketch, so I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, I don't remember that one. Yeah. Damn. I'll find it. I think it's Brandon hitting on an old man. <laughs> <laughs> really yeah. yeah it's good i have to see that now sure um i got a tiny bit of world's greatest dad from this trailer a tiny bit of what of world's greatest world's dad? greatest dad yeah yeah the gold Twain. i really like that movie actually personally same but yeah it's same a, a yeah strongly oh, acquired can... taste that bo- bobcat can make a fucking movie he knows what he's doing yeah i really liked uh that the bigfoot one even though Oof, yeah that's Willow a cool. great great movie yeah Man. Yeah, it's uh, 
like what a slow burn that was yeah i man but sorry um, i'm looking him up now like what is he up to what's bobcat up to but um this trailer this definitely does not look anywhere near as dark as world's greatest all right i i suspect this is hiding a little darkness i mean some of the some of the poll quotes they showed called it a dark comedy yeah so i feel like they're highlighting the sort of more uh, uh I, I don't want to say mainstream yuck ups but i can't really think of right uh, it does seem like a broad comedy yeah, it seems like it's they're, trying they're to pull up in a the lot real, of people like the real broad like american pie type stuff right uh but yeah yeah rubbing your face in the premise repeatedly i mm-hmm. think is the order of the day yeah yeah i agree but yeah it uh i don't know i like seeing pat oswald in something too uh and uh yeah i'm super curious yeah i just like watching about the man this work one. yeah rel yeah little real howry is in this as well yeah it's uh i don't know solid comedy one of the, very very good premise yeah basic uh, also basic generation gap jokes uh he writes yeah. up and he thinks it means soup you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, stuff, yeah like stuff That's that would fun. happen to Patton oswald trying to hit on his son <laughs> 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 oh man a lot um, of fun alright so final final trailer this this, this is, is the one I'm most not, excited for I yeah this is really? a 24 it is not it's not there's not much uh, views on it right now mm-hmm. um, it's called funny pages and it is very unique looking it's about a kid who wants to be who wants to write comics and he seems to find a uh like an old bitter like comic artist yeah and i i believe that's the premise and it's like a coming of age teen comedy where everybody just looks like humans which i like looks like american splendor in some ways yes very american splendor Mm -hmm. yeah um everybody it's like got it's got a very distinct look it's we we were kind of talking about this with spy kids this i believe was shot on like it looks like it's shot on 35 millimeter film. Yeah. And specifically the film that they shot like stripes on. So like if people can picture that, it looks 80s as hell. Yeah. Not in not in the premise, but in the way it's shot. Mm-hmm. Just the look of the film. Yeah. And it, it's edited like like this trailer feels like a, a old trailer in a lot of ways. Who is the and- bitter uh, ex comic artist? Do you guys know his name? No, Is I didn't. Rec- I didn't Mar? recognize anyone in this. Anyone? Okay. It looks like a bunch of. His name is Wallace. Is the character's name right? Yeah. Um, he did look familiar. I'm clicking on him because yeah, he looks even he's more in familiar. our flag means death. That's what I know him from. He's on the crew. He's one of the pirates. Yeah. <laughs> so this is very funny. I know where I know him from. He's in Dogma. He's the bartender yep. who Loki kills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. He's in a lot. He's actually yeah. He's been around for a while. He kind of plays like he's he like plays oddballs. Yeah. Right? I'll say this: I'm, uh, I am currently working with Abe on a movie that would be like similar budget about a kid of a similar age involved in comics, set at a particular time, and so I just am very like little small movies about coming of age, like The Squid and the Whale, uh, if they're good 
are among my favorite things. And I do have a weird nostalgia for 70s and 80s, even though it actually predates my, you know, key 10 years old time. I think because I also watched that stuff growing up, you know, Comedy Central syndication and whatnot. So, yeah, this looks so up my alley in the way that you guys were just talking about Jack Reacher and I kind of zoned out for a second because (laughs) that doesn't do that for me. Um, This does do that for me. Like weird... Uh, I want to say PBS style slice of life. Some people are just going to jumble around and learn a couple lessons if it's done really well. And I find that with like the, you know, it's not a guarantee, but it being a 24 and being a bunch of people who seem to have come together to execute on a vision that's very clear implies to me that, that there's some kind of, the person actually behind this has actually something to say. And I do think yeah. when you have something to say that shines through and the movie's usually the better for it. So I, I have high hopes for this, but I'm also just a sucker for anything about comics and drawing and art. I think. Right. I think this movie grabs our attention. I don't think it's going to grab a lot of people's attention, right? It's, it's yes. very, yeah, it does have a very unique look that might get people but it, it's like the comedy looks very dry, right? It's it's yeah. not Napoleon Dynamite, but I feel like it has no. It's but like, my favorite quote in the is the Vogue quote that says a sweet scrappy comedy. I, I love sweet yeah. scrappy comedies that are just like humble, right? Indie shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think this is going to be uh, quite good. I mean, it's completely different in tone, but it's not unlike you know a swing like Clerks or something. It's just. Exactly. Yeah, it's the essence of an indie film where you're like, what about some people and some stuff happens to them? And you're like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. I, love I think it's like really that. leaning into it, too. Yeah. It's I almost a it, throwback pers- to premiseless times. Right. It, it really does feel like it's a throwback. It's yeah. specifically trying to be like, remember this era of comedies? Remember like like swingers and like, you know, like these these like when we could just do like hanging out comedies. Yeah, and like, I got. Honestly, I got a Rushmore vibe from this. Oh, yeah. I see that. Mm-hmm. I see that a lot. Yeah. It's, um, I don't know. Everybody should check out the trailer to Funny Pages. Yeah. It's kind of, it could have been a movie that deserved more hype, but it's A24, so I have a feeling it'll do fine, you know, in terms of. Right. Uh, in terms of reach, yeah. In terms if it was, of reach, If yeah. the tone was slightly different and cleaner and edgier, I think you could hear it compared to like Booksmart or things like that but it's yeah instead they went a different way with it they went a very clearly a throwback way and i think it will suffer for that in terms of at the box office but it makes it more interesting to me so that's fine yeah for sure (laughs) so that's good for me yeah but i Uh, could see a draft of this film that's you know a lot more like uh mclovin what's that movie god damn it super bad thank you super bad yeah I could too, yeah. And yeah. I'm glad they went the way they went. Yeah. Uh, let's get into news stories. Oh, you guys want to yeah. get into news sure. stories? Man, I can't um, wait. All right. But first, a big thank you to Davey Francis 9. Mm, Davey goes to hell. Thank you to, oh, great, it's that guy. Thank you. Thank you to Chester's Prophet. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you to definitely not Guillermo del Toro. Thank you. Thank you to Brian, who Tom knows. Sure do. Uh, thank you to Bob Grenville. Thank you. Thank you to Steven. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you to Han Toomey, the confused cyborg. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, let me jump in here. Thank you to Asking Seven. Thank you. Thank you to Happy Ed 209. 
Thank you. Thank you. Amanda Shevitz Maltov says economic solidarity is the path to paradise, comrades. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Tiger George Pratt Thompson. Raindrops keep falling on my head. Beautiful. Woo. Thank you to Dan Hackroyd. Thank you. Thank you to Cody Johnston's time machine noise. Mm, Thanks to delicious. Pete Borpagel. Thank you. Thank you to pre-order Jason Pargin's new book. Pre-orders are super important. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, that's it. We're done. Yeah, I that's thought it. There was oh, more. That's, all, that's you, all the producers. I thought you had a producer named Snyder Cut Demands were fueled by online bots. <laughs> we, yeah. we may next week. Yeah. <laughs> you said that. So this is a Rolling Stone exclusive. I haven't looked into it that much because it's a fucking paywall. Uh, oh, I read it. Okay. Well, you tell us. Um, tell I mean, us it's the just story, movie, daddy. Uh, I first of all, I want nothing more than to stop talking about this goddamn movie, right? This stupid Justice League movie from 2017 that won't go away. All right. I mean, it's I just, uh, sorry. Mm-hmm. I just want to state that I want to talk about it for at least another 10 years. Hopefully, okay, go ideally, on. ideally. No, it's just, just... um. So, uh. Internal memos, uh, the internal inquiries and investigations, et cetera, at Warner Brothers. And then I think they also hired a third party like outside firm to look into it because of the level of abuse um, heaped out by uh, the, the you know, release the Snyder Cut movement uh, on Twitter uh, to get uh, Warner Brothers to re-release Zack Snyder's version of uh, Justice League. Um, so it basically what the... Um, was dropped this week was uh, uh, re- re- journalists um, doing um, a, a deep dive of that investigation, I guess. I don't know where my, what's wrong with my brain right now. But the point is, is the uh, S- Snyder cut like army, the, the, the Snyder bro army is, is right. largely bots, which yeah, we figured. Um, but then there's I... also further stuff like Zack Snyder himself was probably more directly involved. There's, uh, uh, not direct connections, but there's like Ooh. there's like a, a little bit of smoke to suggest that um, he actually hired like a marketing firm to create some bots for right. him. I mean, there's, who stands to gain, right? Right. Like, and there's like you know they had the the, the famous um, not the famous. It's it's famous if you're extremely online. But uh, you know like uh, the Snyder Army was doing stuff like hiring a skywriter and like buying a, a billboard for you know something that runs like thirty thousand right. dollars a week so the it's always kind of wondering so where did this all this money come from so like part of this investigation is showing that it probably came from Zack snyder himself they, so i would argue they should have i know why they didn't but they should have done this investigation before they released the cider cup. oh they absolutely should have yeah it's it's but i i know what happened what happened is they got morbius right they, it worked. That's why they did the investigation is because they, they got tricked. The, the word on the street is, the word on the street is we're supposed to do this. Oh shit, let's do that. So yeah, oh, and they, they oh, did it, okay. and it didn't it didn't go well, right? Like <laughs> right. they didn't they didn't get the actual viewership they thought. No, so I and think it wound at, up at that point they were like, wait a second. Yeah, it wound up costing a hundred million dollars to put it out, uh, just for the additional footage he needed to shoot and and marketing right. costs and other stuff. It's just basically. It's, it turns out that Zack Snyder himself was more directly involved in it than uh, it initially appeared, and that the movement, quote-unquote, was much, much less organic than right. uh, they it would have liked you to believe. Um, and, Which is what... Yeah. It's what we've been learning, and it's why... It's that thing that we've said before, which is, 
if you're online and you're fighting for a large corporation um, or a very rich person like Elon Musk or like like they're okay, they don't need your help. Man, yeah. shit, and you might you does not approve. Yeah. Yeah, you might be a pawn. You might you be might being be, used. Yeah, you might be Disney planting a Spider-Man hashtag to negotiate. Yeah. Like you might, you might be um, a silly pawn, and you don't want to be one of those. So, I see, and this is coming from someone who I've said it before. I like the Snyder cut. I really do. It was <laughs> like it, it was better. better than the theatrical version. Sure, yeah, it's true. But come on, um, he had yeah. his but, shot. If it goes right. that way, if it does he go that way, that it will be, I think, one of the more emblematic, like mind blowing stories of the apocalypse that you could tell huddled in a cave. Right. It's like, then we all got together and we made him them spend more money so he could do it again and try again. Well, couldn't you have right. made other movies? Yes, easily. We did many. We could have made several other <laughs> yeah, movies yeah. for that much. Yeah. It's, I, and there's, like, there's... It would have been one thing if he did like Terry Gilliam's thing where he, you know, said, release my cut i am campaigning personally right Mm. like but he hid behind a fake fandom he literally was like who are all these people's talking about releasing we gotta listen to it it also it also began with him stealing hard drives from warner brothers that had his footage on it and he did it's it's like he sort of ransomed those that's another that's another in the story that's this is the thing is this is why i'm torn is that like I'm kind of all for an artist bullying a major studio. Right. Not, I just think, not to this degree. Like they, I, that's the, what I was about to say. Yeah. I think not to this degree. And I also think that not in such a fake way where it's like, if you want the fans to back you, then have fans Earn to that. back you. Yeah. Don't con them. Uh, and don't be so complicit because like, you know, you may, um, you know, may poo poo on, on this or whatever. It's like, Oh, they made, charitable donations to all these or you know whatever they they like to tout that they made charitable right. donations but it's like no this specific fandom is incredibly incredibly toxic like right. they, the reason warner brothers commissioned this investigation was because so many of their uh, executives and employees and people that work for them were getting uh just virulent harassment death threats all just really right. really hideous goblin shit to, right, to exactly. Get, to get their stupid fucking pajama hero movie made. That again right, and it is wasn't better worth than it. the theatrical cut, but it's it not is. worth yeah. it. Yeah. It is better, but it's yeah, it's man. <laughs> so I would argue I would argue I'm all for yeah, filmmakers having a passion yeah. and and finding ways to fuck over corporations. Yes. But and I think we all agree it's at the expense of humans, at the expense of harming people, never. No right. movie is worth that. No. Uh and so the yeah. And also, if I, uh, again, not to really w- defend a corporation, but if I was if I was a company and learned this, I would consider that fraud, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I would say, oh, if, if this is true, obviously we don't know. Um, I would say this is fraud. They committed fraud. I I I propose another version, which is a Russian hacker sitting in his office and like a supervisor being like, mm-hmm. "What's that folder?" And him like, "Ah, I don't mind that folder." Like, I like the idea that it was just like one hacker who is just having having like or like it was part of putin's plan of like okay so we're gonna we're gonna do these we're gonna pass around this like fake election stuff also we're gonna bring back the snyder cut no that was like, like that's fourth, just on like, our list he was 
yeah, they were trying to convince us of all kinds of wild shit. Those were just the two that stuck. And they're like, by the way, the Snyder <laughs> Cut thing also worked. They did the Snyder yeah. Cut. They did the Snyder <laughs> Cut, yeah. Oh, man, I can't believe they did the Snyder Cut. I did not Prince think that one would work. We have waste, Watching the Snyder waste Cut at home giggling. 1% of their GDP on that shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was four fucking hours long. I can't believe they did it. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it sounds like if this is something serious, we're not gonna we're gonna keep hearing about the fucking Snyder cut. Well, uh, the probably. story you're reporting is that the impression that people cared about this was falsely exaggerated. So it's not surprising that you're losing interest in the story as you tell. Yeah, it. yeah. yeah. But it, I think it's interesting in that we're gonna see this a lot because oh, the more bots you can uh, buy, yeah. it, more, right. you said Morbius. Like, it, like yep, this will become a part of viral. It'll be like a legitimate part of viral marketing is buying bots this to is, agitate for your film. That right. sucks. This is this is the thing that always happens with someone like Musk, who's yeah. like Twitter is full of bots. It's like you're right, you're like, but fuck, you know you're also wrong. Yeah. You're also wrong in a lot of other ways. But like, yeah, you're not wrong about the bot situation. <laughs> Take your you're torso. just so. Also, aren't yeah. like half of his followers bots or some shit? Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> it's it's always it's always this thing where they stumble upon the right conclusion for the wrong reasons, and Elon, yeah, that's the situation there where it's like, yeah, this is an issue. It's absolutely an issue. Uh, we can we they can people can start manipulating economies this way, you know? Uh, like it's Elon wild. Musk, like Elon Musk does. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so it's interesting in that regard, but not in the, I'd say, the specific story. Yeah, I, I just, know. boy, I can't wait to never talk about this fucking movie ever again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. go away. It. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, here's the other thing is, I don't know, the, this, so these last few years feel like we're going to need like, uh, like an epilogue where everybody has trials and goes to jail. Yeah, like we need, from everything we need the from Layla montage and Goodfellas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, and I need this for the Snyder cut. I need someone to answer for what happened. You know, uh, it's. I, I don't think know. A I, legal I need... injunction should be levied against Marvel as a class action suit, saying like exactly. Phase Four has to coalesce in a direction in the next <laughs> three to four movies, or you're done. Or that's that. You're done. Like, you can't, you can't spin wheels like this. We can't do this. This is the premier <laughs> storytelling thing for everyone. You got to keep, you know, let's right. tighten You the set the up. standard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Well, next thing, uh, next story is Mattel is making a Matchbox car movie. Ooh. Sure. Does anybody have anything Slots. to say about this? Nope. Driving Literally. better in a plastic slot. I have a Honestly, question. yeah, it's it's better in in a little plastic slot with like giant gargoyle heads and volcanoes and dinosaurs and shit. Yeah, make that Hot Wheels movie, and I'm on, yeah. I'm on board. Here's my question: Are people going to be driving the Matchbox cars, or is this going to be another Musk play, which is pushing right. Tesla auto drives? Well, or is this going to be Pixar's cars, right? Like, because oh. you can't do cars, right? You, so someone they're going to have to have little dildos to drive them around, right? Like that's what's weird is I all right. I think the best way to do this, and I think the video games, like the Hot Wheels video games and stuff, have sort of shown this is it's going to be Fast and the Furious, right? But miniature. That's what it has to be. I mean, that would and be when cool. You, I was going to say when you put it that way, that actually sounds awesome, right? Yeah. It's like if you just do. Like, Honey, I Shrunk the and Fast the and the Furious? Barbie movies I'm happening. Down. Sorry, I'm reading it now, which I shouldn't do. Oh, okay. It's very bad form. <laughs> it's fine. Skydance was part of Top Gun Maverick, yeah. Yeah. 
So yeah, it could be awesome. It I mean, could be. Yeah. I mean, I would prefer tiny little people driving them because of the existential yes. horrors that it raises. Yeah. I want because a tiny Vin Diesel. Diesel. Exactly. I want a tiny little Vin Diesel. And large children who control them. <laughs> almost yes. like that Twilight Zone where they're like, why are we alive? What is this? Yeah, was it five right. five strangers in a room or something? Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Realize they're all toys in a toy box. Spoilers. Yes. But yes. <laughs> For the 1956 episode of Twilight Zone. <laughs> Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, oh man! I mean, every every single big IP is getting optioned as a movie because that's just yeah. the state of movie making right now. So. Yeah, I don't. So that that idea, like that thought, I don't necessarily mind. I actually think adapting stuff like toys, like Legos and shit, is it's like a it's like a prompt, right? It's, it's like a, a writing challenge, prompt. yeah. Right. Yeah, and so like you can do anything you want with that, Agreed. right? And statistically speaking, some of them will happen to be surprisingly good, right? I'm sure five years right. from now we'll look back and we'll be like a handful of those, like that Barbie movie who actually had a cogent argument about the nature of yeah. you know outer beauty or whatever. Um, and I think it'll the be reason fun to why... see what fucking stupid board game movies turn out to be actually good just because the people involved are talented. Mm exactly and the reason why is there's nothing rigid there yeah as opposed to adapting like a video game so right yeah or a, or a novel speaking of yeah for a novel yeah but mostly a video game because of this next story that we're getting a mortal kombat sequel yeah. with the original director right yep yeah yep yep i'm on board so i i yeah. i i know some people were lukewarm on the new mortal kombat movie i was all in okay. um uh, yeah i'm balls deep i want that. five more of these i don't give a shit when I saw this news, I lit my apartment on fire. That's what I you have to, to do. I'm yeah. outside I broke right now. every yeah. window in my neighborhood. Yeah. Michael, did you see the new Mortal Kombat? Yeah, I thought it was fine. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I thought it was, it was on the fine. Plane. It was good on the plane. I liked uh, the guy with the hooks who spun around and sucked people's Hook souls guy. out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cabal. Let me yeah. tell you about this piece of shit. Really Nick liked Kano. how they handled Cabal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Incredible choice was made there. Um, I, it w- yeah, uh, man. I actually think this is a, it kind of got grandfathered in because Mortal Kombat is a video game franchise that they treat largely as just a writing prompt for the better. Even though I thought it, it was good. I'll, I'll upgrade to good. Um, it wasn't like, didn't blow me away, but I do think they were better off for not, because if you play the games, which I do, the campaign is just a six hour movie and they're much better for not having tried to recapitulate yeah. those events of the video yeah. game. I think yeah. this is actually something that both the nineties one and this one did. And the old Resident I, Evils where they're like, it right. just has zombies. That's all. Right. Yeah. Well, what it is is that it's one key element that I think is extremely important that they seem to know and they like because there's there would be an instinct to be like, we're not going to be the 90s movie, but the 90s movie made a lot of money. And what I'm getting at is that both the 90s version and this new one has a human component. And what I mean is that they start with someone like from our world having to learn about this. Yeah. Like they could easily make like a fucking game of Thrones, mortal Kombat series. Honestly, right. Where, yeah, I would say it successfully does what we're often talking about, which is it doesn't do exactly what the nineties mortal Kombat did, but it kind of gives me the same feelings that that did in a new. Yeah. yeah. It's a good and second think, beat of the thing that it is. 
Right. And it feels like someone's maintaining certain rules with making the mm-hmm. movies. And one is make it accessible, make it like a human story, right? Don't make them, the characters feel that we're not making Dune, you know, we want it to be like every man as much as possible. And then two, make it fun. Yeah. And they do. And so like those, as long as they keep doing the, those two things, I think, I think it's going to be okay. <laughs> I think they can I make 20 we of made these. It through the rain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, shit. Do we want to keep moving? Yeah, let's keep let's keep this hype train a, a lurching along as we get all, right. get all snugly chug, in our chug, in our chug. in our hype sleeper cars. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, big thank you to Del Griffith, the shower curtain fella. Mm, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Thank you to the midnight patron with patrons at midnight. Yeah, thank yeah. You. Thank you to exploding rooms. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew, the proud Satanist. How Hail Satan. Thank you to Vincent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Rev MD. Thank you so much. Thank you to Bootler. Boodleson. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to Tux. Tux. Thank you to Ricky Cilantro. Thank you so much. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Norm. Thank you to Space McNulty. Thank you. What did I do? The fuck did I do? (laughs) Space. (laughs) Floating among the stars. Uh, Thanks to your mom. Thank you. Thank you to Nolan Tubi's Dark Harold Mayton. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Follow Marine on Twitch and Patreon at Heartfist Brain McGuire. Thank you. Thank you to AJ. Thank you. Thank you to Tip Drizzle. Tip Thank Drizzle. you to Burrito Mouth. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to the ghost of Dave Thomas. Thank, Thank you. Thank you to Aaron Burser. Thank you. Thank you to Christopher Robert Sparts Esquire. Thank you. Thank you to Mackenzie Fuck Shuffling with Willem Dafoe's confusingly large dick Chill. Thank you. Thank you to Funky J. Thank you. And thank you to Pie Guy. Thank you, Pie Guy. I just want to shout out the fact that Nolan Mayton has been Nolan Mayton for years now. He's been with us for a while. And I think it's a very big step for Nolan to become that he's TV settled star on his funny nickname. To have a settled, nickname. Yeah. Yeah. The thing that he'll yeah. now re- hear every couple weeks forever. Didn't want to yeah. force it. Didn't want to force it. <laughs> no. Wanted to let he, it happen he, organically. He thought, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, that's the thing. is it's It's like how Native Americans would, you know, they name their kid based off behavior or at least some tribes do where like nolan mayton he it took a couple years and he's like i am to be star and to be is the perfect that's what medium I am. reference yeah i yeah. love it yeah it is a good <laughs> ref it's not yeah. not likely to draw extreme like or dislike people will have right. heard of it but barely ever think about it ever <laughs> <laughs> that's a good comedy reference right there that's the sweet spot that's the strike zone i also yep. always thought it was christopher robert sparks it's Sparts, TZ. That's the kind of thing you only get guesting on a Hypecast. That's true. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess I have a little mush mouth, I suppose. Sparts. We all are. Um, listen, Dave. What? Uh, with your beautiful mush mouth. <gasps> mm, um, really do excited. you perhaps... Mush mouth. Do you perhaps... Mush Have a movie that deserves more hype that you can I do. crow about with your little mush mouth? Uh, you know, I really do. Oh, I really, what really luck. do. Michael, yeah, I'm so glad is... you're here for this. Me yeah, too. And for the is... record, I did not mean to make everyone self-conscious about their mush mouth. <laughs> mush <laughs> mouth. It's fine. Don't worry. Dave seems uh, to be stuck this... in a loop. <laughs> mush mouth. This, this is a, uh, listen, this is a movie called Tin Can. Tin Can. Google it. Tin uh, Google the trailer. It's coming out on video on demand on August 7th. According to first showing, I did notice the trailer, I think it says September, and I honestly don't know who to trust because trailers sometimes are made and then they change the date. So 
I think it's August 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's okay, so it's got Cube vibes, but not in a bad way. Uh, not to me, at least. Uh, the trailer shows a woman waking up in a small metal container in, like, a cell. And, it, and there's, like, other people in containers... And uh, it looks really like freaky and weird, like a fucking music video. But not video. like a realistic human trafficking container, like a sci-fi, yeah. creepy horror space container. Yeah. Yeah. But what we learned from reading about it is that there was a pandemic on Earth, which hopefully is the only, like the, some of the reviews kept comparing it to the our current pandemic without actually saying the movie does that. Does that make sense? Where it feels like maybe it wasn't written during the pandemic mm-hmm. necessarily. Uh, and now people are like, mm, in our post-pandemic times, this is very, you know, that kind of review. <laughs> oh, but man. I, my point is that I don't think the movie itself is that. Yeah. Uh, it's just the reviews couldn't help but to bring up the pandemic because it's about a pandemic. And it's it's uh, Canadian, by the way. It's, it was made in Canada. <gasps> that well, eh? uh, yeah. And it's uh, it's uh, the, the, the person in charge of the pandemic stuff gets like knocked out. And wakes up in this fucking uh, chamber. And I think it has to do with like them trying to solve the pandemic and like using her. But I don't actually know that for sure. The movie is very claustrophobic at times is what it sounds like. It's compared a lot to David Cronenberg. Uh, I actually got Mandy vibes. So like... It's Mandy Cube. When it comes down to... Totally Mandy Cube. Yeah. Mandy Cube. Yeah. What it comes down to is that it, it feels like it's that cube like premise with the modern sensibilities of something like Mandy or, or like possessor. And I love a cube like premise. I always want them to be better than they end up being, but this one got my hopes up yet again. I don't, well, Um, the circle was pretty. All right. And I remember you guys in your episodes thought similarly. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to, I do want to make something clear. I don't think this is a cube movie. I don't think it's going to be, Oh, Oh, where are we? What's going on? Who's behind all this? I think it's, being compared that way because it probably takes place in a small part of it is in a tiny capsule but she obviously also gets out of the capsule yeah and it seems like a a bunch of really weird shit goes down some body horror shit yeah Uh, yeah, there's a guy with like a upside down tentacle mustache that's pretty disturbing to behold Oh yeah, yeah. It seems like she's. I mean, we hear a lot of Michael Ironside's uh, voice uh, because it seems like she's. uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see any other people. Um, it, it seems yeah. like she's in like a cell, like so she can talk to people that are in adjacent cells. Uh, that that's like larger than the little the titular tin can that she wakes up in. Right. Um, that was a lot of the reviews were like, it's funny how like our pandemic world, she is separated but can still communicate. Oh God. And that's the stuff where I was like, <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, I was like, I don't think the movie is trying to say that necessarily. I got, I got, I got like Alien Cube vibe from this. Yeah. Like. Yeah. 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 Like it, 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 the, it has the same tone. The trailer, at least, has the same like tone or mood of the original Alien or Prometheus, where it's yeah, really creepy uh, and, and and mysterious, but in a spooky way. It didn't yeah, not I, make me think of La Jetée and like two thousand one and shit like that. The close ups of right. the through the plastic sheet on the face, close up of the eyeball. It's mm-hmm. very primal. It's super claustrophobic. I got to say, it did make me viscerally uncomfortable from beginning to end the whole trailer. So I have high hopes for it. Yeah. Yeah. I think this film, it's Seth A. Smith, who did a film called Low Life, but not the one you're thinking of, probably. And The Crescent. Uh, I haven't seen either. Uh, but it this this movie is getting good reviews as nice. well. It's It only has a handful of reviews. It's played a festival or two. 
but it definitely seems to be getting uh, people's attention at those festivals, and it just looks, yeah, really, like, if, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. I've talked about Mandy. I've talked about Possessor, you know, like Cronenberg. So it's, yeah, it's... it's designed to make you uncomfortable for sure. And I think it's done very well is my guess from this trailer. Uh, so I'm very excited and curious about this one. Tin yeah. can. What? Tin can. Tin can. <laughs> I do not gonna... have a mush mouth. I shall not yeah. have a mush mouth. <laughs> you could do a double feature with tin cup, right? Yes. Tin cup, tin can. Yeah. That's, that's, Mm, oh hell yeah! Um, and then pushing tin. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we the, love the our tin trilogy. Movies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck pushing tin. Holy shit! <laughs> you remember that movie? That's what I, I re- call having I remember sex with it. the Tin Man. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, so Tin Can. Check it out, folks. Yeah, tin Can. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Well, shoot. I think yes. we've done it, you guys. I wow. think that's a sewed. I think that's an episode. Yeah, yeah. An episode of Hypecast. Just Michael, like Fred. Thank you so we're much, f- man. We're free of the tiny pop culture capsule we've been trapped in. Exactly. But the outside is even worse, even worse. <laughs> uh, thanks for having me, guys. This was a blast, as ever. Th- yeah, thanks for being on. Back always, always a pleasure. Yeah. Um, do you want to you, you wanna plug some stuff? Sure. I mentioned at the top that... You did a braid podcast. I did recently. do that. When I'm not sopping in hype, when I'm not juicy and slick with hype on all my <laughs> nodules, just slop it around. Uh, in I, hype. Co- I co-host one upsmanship, the number one, and then the wordlet upsmanship uh, with Mr. Adam Ganser on the iHeartRadio network. So you can find that by searching one upsmanship. We talk about video games each and every week, and then uh, personally. If you want to go a layer further, you can check me out over at patreon.com slash smallbeans, where we run a network that we consider the sister network of Gamefully Unemployed with a whole assortment of different podcasts um, mm. featuring these fine gentlemen here, among others. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. yeah. We, do, we, do, we do podcasts with them, the like Star Trek. The next, oh, yep. you do it. You Spiel do Boys. It. Spiel Boys. Those are available on the Small Beans Patreon, mm-hmm. and then they're also available on the Patreon, or on the... um. Gamefully Unemployed Patreon. Why don't you tell That's them about right. that Patreon, Dave? It's patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. And for five dollars a month, you get access to those podcasts and also Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Muller's a Maniac. For ten dollars, we watch movies every Friday night with our patrons. Oh, I always that forget is this. the night this is coming out. Sorry, I always forget, and then Abe gets mad at me. We do movie nights on Mondays, and I always forget and yes. we're trying to mention it more so people will come. Yeah, Monday night yeah. on the Small Beans, you have a specific Discord for it. That's right. This, we, we do ours through Discord as well. It's easy. Everybody loves Discord. All the kids love Discord. We'll so if you don't, if you all don't the cool kids. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Check it out. We also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com where you can find a link to our Teespring store where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on t-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So uh, slap your peepers on it. Yeah, slap your penis on it. Yeah, that too. Yeah. Ow. Maybe not at the same time. You'll get like an infection. (laughs) My peepers hit my (laughs) pee-pee. Sorry, I was just reading my t-shirt in the mirror. Sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should sell Uh, those. Purchase from the Gamefully Unemployed merch store, my peepers (laughs) hit my pee-pee shirt. 
Oh, man. Uh, and it's a picture of a train. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Our music is produced by Chris Corlew. You can follow him on Twitter at, at thecorlew, C-O-R-L-E-W, and find more music at shipwreckedsailor.bandcamp.com. Our channel artwork is produced by Michael Vincent Bramley. You can find more of his artwork at instagram.com slash mvbramleyart. Our episode artwork is produced by Justin Brown. You can follow him on Twitter at, at Justin T. Brown, and find more of his artwork at artnessbyjustinbrown.com and justinbrown.info. Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds.